This is Jimmy Jernigan, and you're listening to Daily Dose of Wood Podcast. What is going on, Daily Dose of Wood patients? We are back for another episode. I took a, a long month off, but we're back here. I got a great guest for you guys, our second female guest on the show. We got Bree from Barstool. Bree, what's going on? What's up? I'm super excited to be here. Uh, I'm ready to shoot the shit. Let's do it. I can't believe, well, I can believe how many people DM me. From all the guests we've had on, no one has hit me up more about a guest. You've been so highly liked by the people, the Daily Dose Wood of Patients. So the people are ready for this episode and they're Let's looking go. forward to what you got to say. I'm excited. I hope they still like me afterwards. <laughs> yes. Shout out to our guy, Mandel, a mutual friend of ours that hooked us up and made this happen. Went to school with him. She grew up with him. Mandel, mm-hmm. thank you. You're the man. Love you, Mandel. <laughs> yeah, he, he shared your contact and it came up as Breezy. And I guess I should have mm-hmm. asked you before we started. You got a lot of nicknames. You got Breezy, Brianna Chicken Fry, Bree, your real mm-hmm. name. What yeah. do you like to go by? What, what should I call you as we go on with the show here? We could just go by Brie. I feel like I'm I've like coined the name, obviously, Brianna Chicken Fry, but it's a little ridiculous. So we could just stick with Brie. I think it's great because it sticks out and not a lot of people like who else has a nickname like that? You can't get that confused with anyone else. It's true. It's true. I definitely didn't expect it to stick with me, but I'm glad it did, because like you said, nobody has a name like me and it's like memorable, even if it is stupid. Right. So did that get started at Barstool or did that happen before Barstool came into play? Yeah. So that happened super random. When I first started my TikTok account, I I randomly made my name Brianna Chicken Fry because I was drunk and I was eating chicken fries from Burger King. And I was like, damn, my leg kind of looks like a chicken fry. And that's (laughs) how the name came. I was super stupid. I never thought I would like blow up and it would be my name. But like the chicken fry from uh, Burger King. Yeah. The chicken fries going through your head. Yeah. Yeah. I love those things. So you grew up on the South Shore of Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Where did you go to college? Yeah, I actually went to college for like three and a half years, and then I dropped out senior year. Where'd you go? I went to Baldwin Wallace, a small school in Cleveland, little random school. Wow. <laughs> yeah. How did you find that place coming from a, a state like Massachusetts? Yeah, it's kind of a long story. So um, I went on a cruise when I was sixteen. And I met this guy on the cruise who was from Ohio. And we had like this little stupid love story throughout high school. And uh, I got a track offer from a school in Cleveland. And I was like, he's from Ohio. I can run track here. Let's run it. I did it. Quit track, broke up with him, <laughs> stayed in Ohio and had the time of my life. Wow. That's that's quite the story. I was going to say, that, is that your boyfriend now because you have a boyfriend right but he's from your home yeah no that's a that's a different boyfriend that i met in ohio so i guess i love the ohio guys <laughs> oh you're big ohio jake paul too do you like jake paul i know you guys just did the bff podcast cool. with him he's cool he's a little scary but uh he's a good guy i think he's very intimidating in person is he yeah he's very he's very like he's definitely a totally different person than he was like two years ago now he like you know, boxer man, he's like ready to kill and all he wants to talk is shit. So he's kind of scary, but I mean, super nice to me. Would you classify him as cocky or confident? Mm, confident. I think I would have said cocky before I met him. And right. now I'll, I'll say confident. I know the BFS podcast, 
really kind of took off like the height of it when all that Nessa and Josh drama was mm -hmm. going on. Who else would you say ranks at the top of those, you know, that podcast guest list? Yeah. So when the Nessa and Jaden drama happened with Josh, that's when BFFs hit its like peak. Like we started getting a million views on every episode and we were like, we have to keep the momentum going. Who, who do we get in next? What do we do? So we got both of the Paul brothers. We got Logan before his fight with Mayweather. Um, like literally the day before we got Jeffree Star. He kind of made like his return to social media on there. That one was huge. Um, and really just, there's so many TikTokers that people like haven't heard of but they have 20 million followers so we got like bryce hall um that whole squad tana mojo it's just been getting crazier and crazier and we're like who the fuck do we have on next because we've done everybody right yeah and yeah. that that podcast itself has introduced me to so many people that i didn't even know existed like benny hacker had no idea who he was and a lot of the other people on there and then mm -hmm. listening into it you see these people and then you follow up by looking at their social media accounts and I'm like holy shit 20 million 10 million 15 million their followings are tremendous exactly but no one really my age 23 24 I think would know guy wise mm -hmm. about so it was like a whole different new world for me yeah I agree TikTok is crazy it's crazy in talking like BFFs how did you get hooked up with that because I know there is someone who was on the show before you I think BFF started, I think it started like, mm, like six months ago. And when it first started, it was just Josh and Dave and they had barely known each other. So it was like kind of awkward. They were just like trying to feel out the flow. Dave didn't even think it would last more than six episodes. Now we're on episode 40, but it started and it was kind of like lacking. So they brought in a couple other people from the office. They brought in Lil Sass, who's absolutely hilarious. Um, they brought in like Tommy Smokes. They like filtered a couple people out, but it just didn't really fit the vibe. And I'm really the only person at Barstool that's like per se a TikToker. So they threw me in um, the producer chair and just kind of had me there mediating. And as it grew and I kept coming back each week, Dave just kept offering it back to me we kind of like all built good chemistry and I think they needed a female voice because it was too bro-y. It was like the girl Absolutely. listeners weren't, weren't really fucking with it because it was just two guys rambling the whole time. And I'm kind of there to help them when they don't know what they're talking about and stop them from saying something stupid. So then uh, I got offered to actually like sit next to Dave, really be involved in it. And it's just, it's only gotten better. And I have no idea how I ended up there or why they asked me. I didn't even talk to Dave before I was on BFFs. No. <laughs> That no, was like not. your first real true interaction with them. First encounter going in there, doing it with Dave and Josh. I was like, what? The? I think it was actually the Jake Paul episode. The first one we did, not the recent one was my first episode. And I was absolutely horrified. And are you were you like scared going into it, nervous? Or are you a person who's like susceptible to that kind of environment? And you're just like, fuck it. I don't care. I'm going to go into yeah. it and do my best. Yeah. So I, of course, in the back of my head, I was nervous, but I was like, okay, they've already filtered two, three people out. They're looking for a stick. If I go in and seem nervous and act nervous, don't talk, they're going to be like, okay, bring in the fourth person. So right. I was shitting my pants, but I didn't show it at all. And I think that's why they wanted to keep me around. Yeah. And you really got your feet in everything because you got your own podcast, huge mm -hmm. on TikTok. I always see you on my For You page, <laughs> BFS podcast, obviously, and Barstool. Rewinding yeah. a little bit. How did you get started at Barcelona? So that was a common question that people asked me to ask you, like, where, where did it all happen? How did it all start? Describe, you know, the transition from dropping out of college to joining Barstool. 
Mm-hmm. So it was a crazy, crazy start, like very unconventional for sure. So I started on TikTok in March of 2019. And like I said, I made my stupid name, Brianna Chicken Fry. I had no intentions of like being anything big or, you know, really like being a content creator, I guess. And a couple of my first videos were to music because when TikTok first started, nobody talked on TikTok. And then I remember seeing someone on my For You page, like actually using their own audio. And I was like, oh, I was good at this on Vine. Let me like actually sit here and talk to the camera because no one wants to see me dance. Like I thought that was stupid. And uh, I made my first video talking and the first video I made talking went viral. And I was like, kind of hooked. I was like, fuck, okay, now, now what do I do next? So I, I just kept talking to the camera, you know, making stupid jokes. And, um, I started to vlog my hungoverness and I made one TikTok where, um, I'm literally just like hunching over the toilet, like about to die. And that's the first TikTok that Barstool had found of me. And they DM'd me and they DM'd me the video on Instagram. It was like, what's your email? And I was like, what the fuck? Like, cause obviously I'm from Boston. Barstool's huge. It's right. like, it's a huge thing for people from Boston or just Massachusetts, New England. And I was like, what the fuck guys? Like Barstool just DM me. I thought they just wanted to post my video on the page, which I didn't want because the comments are brutal. And, um, I gave them my email and uh, a couple days later, I get, um, kind of this offer. If I wanted to get on a phone call and talk about what I was doing with social media at this point, I think I had 70,000 followers. I had no idea what I was doing on social media. I, I had no end game or plan. I was just making videos and I get on a call. It kind of went nowhere. And we just talked about what my goals and future was. And I still like, I, I had no idea. And I was just kind of like talking out of my ass and I was like, they're never going to call me back. So I keep making TikToks, doing my thing, didn't change anything up. And then two months later I get another call. Hey, want to fly out to New York and meet everyone at uh, Barstool HQ. And I was like, um, what? Like I, I had never interacted with anyone famous, anyone social media famous, but of course I was like, yeah, you can't say no to that. So I fly out. I was horrified. I was literally so scared. I got drunk at 10 AM before I went into the office. Cause I was like, I I'm going to be too nervous to like make jokes or be funny. I need to be drunk for this. So I, I get drunk. I take a bunch of nips. Uh, I go in, I meet everyone. I meet Dave. Uh, I was horrified. I'm walking around I get the tour, whatever. And they're like, yeah, so, uh, we'll call you back. Maybe we'll do an internship. And I'm like, okay, there's no way they're calling me back after this. I'm literally drunk. And like they did they call me back I get an internship it started May 1st I think and I was hired full-time May 7th so I was like the shortest internship in history and it just went down and now I'm here and I'm just riding the wave and it's been a crazy fucking experience and this all took place 2019 yeah so so yeah I got my internship and I was still in college I think it was 2020 when I accepted no, it was in 2019 when I accepted it. And uh, I was going to try to do college and barstool because they were going to allow me to work full time, finish school and then come move to New York. And uh, I tried it for a little bit, realized I was pre-med, which is just crazy, doesn't fit anything that I'm doing right now. Yeah. And I realized I was going to be completely miserable if I like tried to pursue this. And then I would lack in like slack in barstool and I wouldn't I wouldn't be on BFFs if I didn't move. So I was like, all right, I got to trust myself, put some faith in myself, make the leap of faith, drop out of school, move to New York and fucking pursue what I want to do. So I did that in 
November of 2020. And now here I am living in New York full time. <laughs> That's crazy. That is a wild ride of a roller coaster of emotions, getting the call, mm -hmm. doing the second interview and then not knowing and not even going in with the attention intentions of being a content creator, right? Those were never. Yeah, I had no idea what I was going to do. Mm -hmm. Now you moved to New York City. I mean, the concrete jungle, the Big mm -hmm. Apple, the city that never sleeps. What's your take on New York City thus far? I know it has similar aspects to Boston and that that city atmosphere, that city environment. But mm -hmm. New York City, I just feel like is on a whole nother level, good and bad. What's your mm -hmm. take on it since living there? I have since day one. Okay, so when I first moved here, of course, New York City sounds magical, right? It's like the Big Apple where all your dreams come true and you're super excited. And I was looking at it like it was Disneyland. Super excited to be here. Couldn't wait to get out in the streets party. Completely COVID shut down. So I was like, oh my God, I'm stuck in my two by four shit ass apartment with nothing to do. Yeah. I have my roommate who is thank thankfully is my best friend from home. We moved here together. But other than that, I had no friends in New York. So I was, I was forced to, you know, kind of like learn New York from a different perspective of what other people learned because there was no COVID before. So I hated it for a very long time. And then when the city opened back up, it, it's definitely, you look at Boston, you go out in Boston, you go out in the city and you're like, this is awesome. It's the perfect city. You come to New York. It's like a country. This place is so fucking big. There's so many people and everyone, a lot of people here are trying to do what I'm doing. There's so many people trying to, you know, make it on social media, trying to make it on YouTube, even get a job at Barstool. Like people walk, stand outside of the office and try to meet people, you know, give them a resume. It's crazy. So once I realized that, oh shit, like everyone here is hustling and trying to do the same thing I'm doing. It's kind of like a kick in the ass and a reality check that this really is like the city of hustlers. And if, if you want to make it here and you want to enjoy it, you really got to put in the work. So uh, it's definitely different and I'm still working on loving it, but um, it's cool. New York city is definitely cool. And I think everyone should live here for at least a year in their lifetime. It's definitely starting to come back to I've, gone out a few times mm -hmm. in the last month or so my friends moved into the city and we've gone out and it's you know so different from what it was six oh, months yeah. ago a year ago when it was completely dead now things it's are slowly starting to come back have yeah. you been out to long island at all no i actually am going to long island this weekend it's ria from barstools it's her birthday weekend so we're, we're gonna get out on long island <laughs> nice you got it yeah. this is the spot to be during this oh summer. you're long island yeah west islip which is like suffolk county right um by the great south bay bridge i don't okay. know why i said that because you're probably not familiar <laughs> with don't, it i don't know but... have you ever heard of fire island yeah yeah so it's pretty much right across from fire island which is a really fun spot if you're ever out this way you should definitely go to fire island because there's so okay. much happening over there it's just the best way to describe it is a vacation island pretty much with just vacation houses and bars. That's it. Oh, that's sick. There's that's no sick. cars. It's only bikes and golf carts. Oh, and, shit. I got to make my right. ways out there. Yeah. That spot and Montauk in the Hamptons, which I'm sure you've heard about through Dave, is just yeah. a Dave's really crushing good it out as well. There. Mm -hmm. He just bought a house there or a couple, maybe last year. It's sick. Bought like a $14 million pad out there. <laughs> you haven't been out to it yet, I'm assuming? No, that's like his away Personal time. Personal like, away I, none right. of you guys are allowed here right. yeah that's yeah. his vacation he he's definitely earned it 
they really ramped it up too because the people from New York City, like people on Common Ground, the people on Bounce, bought some of the places out there. Oh, kind okay. Of like a bougie, like Montauk, Hamptons kind of style, which is cool, expensive, but a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like it. I definitely got to get my ass to both of those places. Yes. Now, <laughs> you, you brought up before, you know, the TikTok comments on that one of you hanging over the toilet and you, how many TikToks a day do you usually try and make? Um, you, I used to try to make at least one a day, but then I realized like if I, if you put pressure on trying to make a video and then it's just shitty, it's really not worth it. So sometimes I'll make seven TikToks a day when I'm just in like a good mood, have a lot of shit to say, or I'm doing something. And then there's other days where I'll take like four days off and right. I just won't post because I really have nothing to say. So it's kind of weird. It's like a weird balance of trying to figure it out. Yeah. So following up with that, obviously not all the comments are positive. You know, you have so many negative people in the world and mm -hmm. so many people have an opinion and want to say things behind behind the phone or behind the computer. And I ask a lot of the people that I have on the show, you know, how do you deal with negativity and how do you personally deal with negativity? And do you read the nasty comments? Do you read all the comments that you get on TikTok, Instagram and all your socials? Yeah. So, um, TikTok has is usually a really positive place for me. It's Instagram. That's usually super negative, but I have learned and it's worked really well. I've learned to scare people off from wanting to comment something bad on my TikToks because whenever I get a, I have like a series that I do on my TikTok of roasting people that leave hate comments. So whenever someone leaves a hate comment, I can always find it because there's usually not a lot because for some reason, TikTok's positive for me and I'll, I'll find their profile. I'll do some deep, deep diving. I'll go on Facebook. I'll get old pictures of them. I'll find their girlfriends and I'll make a completely a whole video about them roasting their whole entire life. And obviously everyone's going to be on my side because it's my followers. And then they block me. They delete all their comments. So I think it's just a funny way where it's like, OK, if you want to leave hate, I can do it, too. I'm not trying to be on TikTok or on social media and be like, this shining light that I feel like a lot of people try to be like this positive force and they're trying to change the world. I'm just trying to be as real as I can be. And um, if someone's going to talk shit to me, I'm going to do it back. And I think that's completely worked on TikTok. And it's kind of scared people away from wanting to get called out in front of a million people. <laughs> 100%. And I feel like it's a trend. You probably would know it better. But tell me if I'm right here. The people mm -hmm. who are usually leaving those comments, when you go to their profile, are like the sketchiest people or like the people that, you know, don't do anything mm -hmm. or just hate life and don't have many pictures or if they do, it's like weird shit. And they're just, yeah, they're like user one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. And there's like nothing you have to do deep diving. They're always losers. So I always look at it as to like, sometimes I would get upset about hate comments because of course, like anyone getting a, a bunch of comments, completely shitting on them, talking about their appearance, it doesn't feel good. And you can't fake that. Oh, it's fine. I don't read them, but I've just kind of come to the point where it's like, Anyone that's taking the time out of their day to comment something like you're a weird loser. I would never comment a hate comment. I might think it in my head or send it to my group chat, but I'm not going to comment it because I'm not a weirdo. So I just look at it like that. The only people hating on me are fucking weirdo losers. And that's a, a phrase I've coined too that really hurts feelings. If you call someone a weirdo loser, <laughs> it like touches, it touches something I'm in them. They like, yeah, it's good. Just be like, oh, you're a fucking weirdo loser. It hurts. <laughs> No, I agree. And I, those people who are taking the time out are taking time out of their own days who clearly have nothing better to do and are giving you, you know, attention. So like they're, they're watching your stuff regardless. So it's, they're the ones you are drawn in. Exactly. Good or bad. Yeah. Weirdos. <laughs> Mandel question from Mandel actually, 
what does it you know feel like being a role model for a lot of the people a lot of he said a lot of the girls on the south shore the younger girls but not only that just uh, a role model and then you know someone that girls can relate to like a lot of girls here on long island and girls that i know all around say they like you because they could relate to a lot of the stuff that you're saying and could you know, have been in similar situations. What does that feel like to you? Yeah. So when I first started making content, of course, I had no intentions of like being this person. So many girls, because that's really my demographic is like younger, younger girls, high school, college girls. I never thought that I would like build this fan base that truly like looks up to me and looks to me for advice. And it's made social media more more purposeful for me and actually makes me feel like I'm not just posting stupid videos and um, making stupid content that no one's going to care about because my DMs every day are from girls telling me how much, you know, I've changed their lives or helped them get through shit. And I think um, it's definitely a lot on my plate and like kind of uh, a lot on my shoulders to know that like so many people are always watching or, you know, wanting to do what I do and be like me because everyone fucks up at some point. And, um, especially with, we're only 22, you know, we're, we're not, we're not kids, but we're not full grown adults yet. So there's plenty of time for error. And I always try to make it clear that, you know, people fuck up, people make mistakes. And I think what I preach and especially on my own podcast is to just unapologetically be yourself, whether that's being like me or just being the version of yourself you want to be. So I don't necessarily know if, all the girls want to be just like me, but they listen to what I preach. And I think it helps them be the best version of themselves, which makes me feel better that, you know, I'm not like preaching some fake shit. And then when the cameras shut off, I'm a totally different person. So I really have nothing to worry about in that aspect, but it's scary and awesome at the same time. Yeah. And I don't think there's many people like you on, on the platform. And this is me just being honest that are just so open with their lives, especially when it comes to, you know, drinking and especially, you know, content creators, right? There's people, you got the Bryce Halls and those kind of people who show that, you know, kind mm-hmm. of devilish side. And then you got the people who try to be like, you know, perfect when it, it's outside of, you know, creating content. But I feel like people could relate so much because you so you show both sides and you're, you're very open on TikTok and you talk the things that people actually think and, and do in their normal lives. Yeah, exactly. And like those people that you're talking about that um don't show it, but then they have this super like secret life. I've met all those people. Right. And I see that fun side of them. And I'm just like, why the fuck don't you show this? More people would like want to watch you. You're like way more authentic and like a normal person. I don't understand why so many people just hide the real shit. And so many of them do. Even the people I thought were super open and honest. I've met them and I'm like, you're a completely different person than social media which is crazy because i i'm just a bad actor i just personally couldn't put that show on and i yeah. feel like that's like hannah montana i couldn't live a double life i'd i'd fuck up somehow <laughs> speaking of you know content creation you know, people in the industry give me your your top five who do you think's top five right now and you know the whole across all socials content <laughs> creation who who do you think's running the game you could include yourself and bffs because i'm sure that's definitely (laughs) no no um definitely josh richards for sure um i hate to admit it bryce hall he's super running the game tana mojo for some way somehow she will never die which is fucking (laughs) awesome because i love her but she's been running it for so long and it's just insane um i 
I, w- I want to say one of the Paul brothers, but I feel like they've steered away from it. Um, Charlie, obviously. And um, I'm trying to think of like someone that's more like me, like doing content like me, because there's so many different avenues. I would say like Tana in that aspect and Alex Cooper, of course. She yeah. is queen Alex Cooper. So <laughs> yeah, five, five's a little short list, but I, th- I agree yeah. with most of those people. And obviously I think Dave during the pandemic, absolutely. Oh, for sure. On all levels. Wrapping up here for our guys listening, got some guy questions. When sliding into the DM, I'm sure you get a bunch of DMs. Mm -hmm. Are there any good ones that you've gotten or uh, like what would a girl answer to opposed to not answer to? What's the right way to slide into a DM if we're talking? Okay. Yeah. Never, ever just slide in with a hey or a hi. It's not going to get intention unless you are Tyler Cameron or, you know, you're like someone super fucking hot and famous. You need to have not a pickup line. Pickup lines are corny unless it's super funny. I think funny videos, memes, like I have a bunch of guys that have like been simping for so long and they don't give up, which is super great. Like they'll be like, good night day one. And now they're on like day 127 or they'll like come up with the catchphrase and they'll message it to me every night. If you don't go about it in a creepy way, I think um, slide in with a joke or a funny video or meme instead of a, hey, did you fall from heaven? Because, you know, that's stupid shit. It doesn't work. (laughs) Right. Have you been surprised by any celebrity DMs or social figure dms in you in yours personally a lot of people i mean i feel like my shit's very public that i have a boyfriend and everyone knows that and some of these people just don't care it's crazy these these social media boys are wild and they'll slide in regardless so i've definitely been a little bit surprised (laughs) yeah well Bree, this has been great i'm excited to put this one out i think we covered everything that i wanted to talk about in this time being (laughs) Is there anything right, else you want please. to add before we wrap up? Um, I don't think so. Just uh, be you, do you. And I think uh, if you're unapologetically yourself, you're you're bound to succeed and sleep when you're dead. Love it. Great. Love it. This is right, fun. Brie, thank you. If you're ever, you know, I know you're probably really busy all the time, but if you're ever out on Long Island or in the city looking for something. Yeah, for sure. I'll hit you up. I, did, I thought for some reason I thought you were in Massachusetts. No, right here on Long Island, the West Side is only about an hour from the city. All right, so I'm I'm sure I will yeah, see you then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ain't the first with the curse, with the thirst that I wanna be better, not worse. Man, it hurts. I'm on this earth with my words, and I put them all together in circ, cause I wanna have worth. Working hella hard.